The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. What day is it, Gord Steinke? Hey, wait a minute. Let me think. It's Thursday. It is Thursday. And Thank goodness you're here today. It's 2.06. Yeah, you're having a rough week, or it's well, just, just it's stressful, busy. isn't it? I, I think a lot of people are just... Oh, I know they are. so much going on and trying yeah. to juggle everything. It's a lot. Yeah, and now you get into the stores to do some Christmas yeah. shopping if you've had a chance yet, and it is crazy. <laughs> people are bumper to bumper, and the roads are in pretty bad shape. Uh, it's kind of a nasty little day, and the temperature seems to be dropping. And it's so much going on with Christmas pageants oh. and, the, you know, kids running around and, you know, like I said, the shopping and the baking and now getting organized for people to start coming in for for the holidays. Absolutely. I was I was just saying that you know, we got to remember Christmas is just one day and then it's over. But why is why do we get so out of whack here? We just start running, it starts ramping up because Well, I think because we put too much pressure on, on, ourselves. on what needs to be done and yeah. everything. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And there's commitments and there's parties and there's all, all Well, yeah, and there's the lights things. you got to yeah. put up and <laughs> and I just realized the other day I I went to plug them in and realized, "Oh no." Uh, I, I kind of put them on backwards so they're not I just need another extension cord to go along around the long way but I put them up when it was warm I must have just been enjoying the warm weather too much I was uh, driving by Ezio Ferron Park the other day coming home from an event on Monday night so just as you're coming in on that yeah. one side on the high level bridge and the, the 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 lights on the trees that they have oh. they're absolutely spectacular yeah. and I don't know how they do it mm-hmm. Chadville it's you know all the those beautiful white lights up all the way all up the, the way base up. and then out on the branches. How they must have a cherry picker up do, there. Yeah, or but something. how do they? Yeah. How do they get it just out onto the branches? I mean, do, is it just a whole bunch of different strings of light? They look beautiful. So, I don't know, yeah. but it's beautiful. I'm like, <laughs> I don't gorgeous. know how you do that. Anyway, yeah. tonight we're going out live to Candy Cane Lane. Mm. They've got their walk through, uh, so people aren't allowed to drive through there yet, or the buses. But we're gonna yeah. we're gonna show everybody what Candy Cane Lane looks like all lit up so that's going to get everybody in the festive uh, spirit it's not too cold out there i think Mm. last year we were broadcasting live it must have been this night and it was freezing it was freezing oh it was cold well it's it's cold up north i mean up fort mcmurray area they've had that extreme uh the extreme extreme cold uh warnings up there and then uh, oh, you, you need to let you know that uh, six thirty Chet afternoons uh, making way for the City Ford Face Off show at four thirty today, today because yeah. the uh, the the Oilers are are in uh, in Minneapolis. So we'll make way for that. So we have all all this other stuff going on, and then yeah, news out of Ottawa. Oh, today. exactly. Andrew Shear uh, resigning, and uh, yeah, amid and questions of and questions around it. Well, yeah, with the allegations of using party funds for for his child yeah. uh, for his kids' uh, private um, schooling, but. Uh, also a lot of criticism from within the party and the public too ever since you know he had a terrible showing in the federal election so it's it's not really that surprising i guess but yeah. it, uh, it's happening fast he's vowing to stay on as interim leader as interim leader we're gonna have mercedes uh, stevenson coming on she's gonna weigh in on this because uh, does the party want him to stay on you know well and that and that's it and mercedes is the one that broke the story this morning about uh, this resignation being prompted by the fact that he was using money from the Conservative Party to pay for his children's uh, private school tuition. He's got five kids. Yeah. Um, the Conservative Party, though, has pushed back on this, mm-hmm. uh, saying that it was normal practice for parties to cover costs associated with relocating the national leader to Ottawa. In fact, the executive director of the Conservative Party of Canada says... Uh, it is normal practice 
um, for political parties, and the party offered to reimburse some of the costs associated with being a national leader and relocating the family to Ottawa. Shortly after Mr. Shear was elected leader, we held a meeting where I made a standard offer to cover costs associated with moving his family from Regina to Ottawa. This includes a differential in schooling costs between Regina and Ottawa. All proper procedures were followed and signed off by the appropriate people. So maybe it's all on the up and up. Maybe it is all on the up and up. Then why did he resign? Right. Because three weeks ago, he was desperately saying that he desperately wanted to hang on to the job. He's been saying that, yeah, ever since the federal election. And uh, But today, I was watching when he resigned, he very sort of emotional. Emotional about it. Yeah, not not emotional. Oh, not just, emotional. I didn't think so. I thought he was quite, uh, you know, he said, I just want to spend more time with my kids going back and forth mm. from, to Regina to Ottawa. Very matter of fact about the whole thing. Didn't seem really to be, I don't know. I wonder if everybody, you know, if, you know, this word got out mm -hmm. and now people are using it to say, okay, now this is how we're going to get rid of him. Yeah, right. We, we want him gone. He's yeah. not going. So this is how we're going to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, but and, yeah. And now a lot of people saying, well, I wonder if Jason Kenny will be interested in this, but he's gone on record. I know <laughs> well, before this announcement anyway, yeah. saying that, no, he's not, not interested at all in uh, running for, for Fed. But he's been flip-flopping, you know, in between. He's been moving in and out of federal and provincial politics his entire career. Yeah. He's pretty good at, good at that. He, but he said he's committed to Alberta. And, uh, I mean, after, what, seven months in office here, he's well, got a lot to do. I wonder, though. I mean, that was one of the... Th some people saw it coming back here because, you know, necessarily wasn't going to be able to beat uh, Trudeau last mm -hmm. election, whatever it was, yeah. or two elections ago now. Um, come back here, do what he has to do. I, I'm not sure. Maybe the timing is just a little off for him. A lot of folks thought that uh, Premier Kenny would be interested. Well, in if going it was back towards the end of his, his yes. term and he'd maybe uh, yeah. uh, reached his mandate and all the goals that he set out here, but he's he's laid so much out and so many changes that he's uh, he's a busy guy. He is. Um, and so then you start talking about okay, you look at so Ronna Ambrose uh, mm -hmm. that a lot of folks would love to see her in that position. Yeah. For sure. It'd and, be nice to have a woman. And in I there. wonder what that would do for um you know, for the party's uh results mm -hmm. next time around. I, yeah, I wonder exactly. if, you know, maybe having a little bit more of a, a progressive person in there, a woman, I I don't care, I, as long as it's the best person for the job. Yeah. But that could go a long way. I can Peter hear my McKay. mom right now. Mom would be going like, can you get a woman in? You'll get some common sense. <laughs> <laughs> you look at you know Peter McKay, who what, about a month ago saying, no, I, I have no interest. I have no interest. Right. But I suspect he's sitting back, you know, chomping at the bit to get started. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what that party does because they certainly need uh, some help after so, that last election. So what So what happens now, do you think, Chet? Well, first off, I'm curious to know who you think would make a great uh, new leader uh, of the party, number one. But what does it have to do to win the next election? What does it have to do? Because it's got to turn itself around here in, in they've, what, another three years to do it. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, minority governments tend to last what a year yeah, year and true. a half two years one, so, so. Uh, the fact is is that we we could be having another or very likely we'll be having another election within a couple of years from now so really they, that's why why they're moving so quick here they've got to sort of regroup mm -hmm. reface and get a new agenda mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so love to hear from you at 780-496-0063 we'll take a break when we come back we'll hear from andrew Shear. we'll hear from the prime minister um and uh, would love to hear from you as well on 630 chat afternoons
217, we're talking about the news today that Andrew Scheer stepping down as Conservative leader. Um, Scheer says his family has been put under a lot of stress and the party needs someone who can give everything they've got. He says it wasn't an easy decision. Uh, he made, uh, he spoke in the, in the House Commons this morning. Mr. Speaker, I was elected to this House in 2004 at the ripe old age of 25. In many ways, I grew up in this chamber. Some may say I haven't yet grown up, but I was barely out of university, newly married with our first child on the way. Since then, I've had five beautiful children, and my firstborn is now 14. He's all arms and legs, and uh, I think he's going to be taller than me very soon, Mr. Speaker. I've logged many hours flying back and forth from Regina and Ottawa and all across this wonderful country. And alongside my friends in the Conservative Caucus, we've accomplished a lot on both the government and opposition side of the benches. And most importantly, we've kept our party united and strong. Here, here. Which is why today I felt it was appropriate to speak to my friends and colleagues in the House of Commons about one of the most difficult decisions I have ever made. I just informed my colleagues in the Conservative Caucus that I will be resigning as the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. And I have asked the Conservative Party National Council, I, I will be asking the Conservative Party National Council to immediately begin the process of organizing a leadership election. As our party embarks on this exciting opportunity, electing a new Conservative leader and Canada's next Prime Minister. I intend to stay on as leader of the party and the official. Uh, yeah, as the official uh, member for Regina Coppell. And, and they'll love that in Regina. He'll have more focus uh, on his writing in Regina now, too. Yeah, and again, right around the same time that this all went down, Global News was reporting that the resignation came after it was revealed he'd been using Conservative Party money to pay for his children's private school education. And sources told Global News that members of the Conservative Fund are outraged and demanded his resignation when they found out party money was being spent hmm. on private schooling. Uh, now, sources say the expenditures were made without the knowledge or approval of the fund. But as I mentioned earlier, there was a statement made from the executive director of the Conservative Party of Canada. That they knew about this, And right? that they knew about yeah, it and said, in, you know, okay. normal practice to reimburse some of the costs associated with being a national leader and relocating the family to Ottawa. So really what you've got here is that they did such a dismal a dismal showing in, in, on the federal election mm -hmm. and they needed to do something and the the you know with a minority government as we were talking about earlier you you can turn things around they're they're just going full tilt ahead let's get this party going and let's get it back on track so who the question is who's going to be the next leader who's going to be the next leader a number of people texting in would like to see uh, Ronna Ambrose mm -hmm. and uh, you know is that uh, is that a possibility there has been talk that the the government wants her to become kind of the what is it the ambassador to the US something like that which would right. remove her from that position yep. so maybe the liberals already 
uh, thinking ahead yeah, right. uh, with that. Get her out so of the mix be before it even starts. She was interim, interim leader before, after Harper, right? Before, yeah, you know, very well liked. Very, very well liked. And yeah. as we mentioned, Peter McKay, yeah. who said just months ago that no, he was not, but... Maybe not so much well liked. Yes. But Brad um, Wall, that his name's being bandered about too, and from would, Saskatchewan. Would do you think that it could be another? Um, be nice from got, the Western provinces. Well, wouldn't that be though? nice? Yeah, get another. Yeah, someone in there from the West. Mm. That would be good. That's what the talk of the town is, mm. actually. And Brad Wall, good old Saskatchewan boy from Swift Current. <laughs> Sarah says, "Let's let's get this party started." <laughs> um, and Sebastian says, "I believe they need a socially progressive woman to take over the party in order to have any chance of forming government." The old school boys' club has obviously here, here. not worked. Yeah, and that's, well, that's from Sebastian. That's for sure. Very uh, Big D says Trudeau is scared Mm-mm, that Rana will uh, that Rana is it Ron, it's Rana. Ron Rana. Ambrose. Ron Ambrose. Yep. Uh, that will 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 run. Uh, my buddy's tweet: Conservative steals funds from conservatives to pay for sons' private schooling while attempting to destroy the public school system. <laughs> um, and Carter says, "So weird. Why doesn't he just own it?" Again, you know, the question is, and anyway, we're to figure out a little bit more on on what's happening on this front. But it's been, you know, if. If it was approved and if it's all, you know, fine and dandy, then, then that's that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not, not but a, a big having, scandal then. But having said that... Um, it's odd it all comes out at this time. I'm going to talk to... Well, Mercedes is on at five, so that's one of the first questions I'll be asking her then. Mm-hmm. Is just, you know, what what happens now? And what it does, the timing looks bad with all with these allegations and then with him just resigning like that. But we'll ask, we'll, we'll have to ask that. Uh, former um, Deputy Premier of Alberta, Thomas Lukasik, tweeting this afternoon, this isn't a revelation. Most party leaders negotiate such perks. Party officials know about it. It's on the books. Taxes are paid on it. Only when they want to backstab a leader, they'll shop it around and frame it as if it was nefarious. Well, there you go. If that's the case, then it's just time for him to go. And it's time for them to get a new face leading that party. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll have much more on this coming up throughout the afternoon. Charles Adler is going to join me just after 3 o'clock and He'll give his thoughts yeah. uh, on it <laughs> And I, I guess the biggest thing is, is where does this party go from here? Right. What is needed? Who, um, who is that person? And, and is this, you know, if, if there is some controversy here, these, these allegations, will it hurt yeah. the Conservative Party or not? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All good questions. Yeah, we'll have more on that too at 5 and 6 on yeah, Global. Yeah, so. so it's, uh, anyway... Yep. Keep them coming at 780-496-0063. Jamie thinks Kevin O'Leary would be a good fit and would help uh, get some votes in the much-needed Ontario. Um, you get some good deals, too. <laughs> uh, experience in the Dragon's Den. This one says Wall. Um, he's only known in the West. And a lot of... Yeah, I just... You remember that? Remember that uh, party leader, the leadership day, you know, and mm-hmm. how it all came down, and it was him between him and Bernier. Yeah, and right, and, uh, and no one had heard of Andrew yeah. Shear really. He wasn't that that big a, a name, mm-hmm. name recognition, anyway. But. And a lot of people are saying, you know, the, is it the identity politics, and you know, wish that we could get past it because there was a lot made of, mm-hmm. you know, you know, maybe he just didn't come across as um, very, yeah. Like, like very like a strong leader, like that a prime sort minister, of stuff. like a prime yeah. minister should could would. And um, then someone argue Trudeau doesn't either. So maybe it, yeah, we need good leadership. But don't you? But I mean, think about it though. Did, w- was Stephen Harper super personable? 
I would say right. no. Um, I he think was like Steve- Andrew Shearer's older brother. Yeah, but yeah. I think Stephen Harper portrayed, um, came across with a confidence. Like him or not, like yeah. him or not, but came across with some confidence and actually came across prime ministerial. Well, that's what I like to think about when they, when they go over to uh, NATO or, or yeah. summits overseas. How, yeah. how, are, how are other world leaders and how are other countries mm-hmm. looking at, a, at our leader? And do they come off as sort of international caliber? And uh, that's tough to find. That's tough to put into into somebody. I was thinking, you know, with some of these uh, recent um, international meetings with the prime minister showing up at, at those, wondering what that feels like, given everything. I mean, the blackface scandal, SNC, all of that. I wonder sometimes what goes through his head yep. when you're there with, you know, the Angela Merkel, when you're there with uh, Macron, well, that's, when you're there yeah, with Trump. And, but that's the and thing. We're like, so, Ugh. I know what it's like. Like, I lived in the United States for a while, and to be honest with you, they didn't have a clue what was going on in Canada mm-hmm. or, or or less what side of the country Ottawa yeah. was on. And I think a lot of countries are, are sort of, we're so, you know, we're uber-focused on our national politics. We know the ins and outs and the micro you know, microorganisms of, of policy that because that it affects our pocketbooks and our or, you know our day-to-day life, but when you get over to Germany and France and England, they got their own problems going on, and they're not—they don't—they will do it, take somebody a leader at face value, but mm-hmm. they don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. inside our country, other than you know they all think we have great health care, which is debatable. <laughs> but uh, that's that's in good social programs, you know. But uh, yeah, Ernest the leader says a lot. He's a salesperson for our country. Ernest says people from the east don't want a westerner for a leader and and I'm wondering to try to get those votes in that that vote rich Ontario if they do need someone from eastern Canada much to the chagrin of probably westerners. That's where the votes are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. uh, again, lots more coming up on the show uh, about it today. Keep your uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If Gord ran for PM, he would get my vote. Love the show. That's from Kelly. Well, that's very nice, but uh, no, no. <laughs> After covering so many elections and and interviewing so many politicians, I don't think I fit in. I think I would just be too outspoken. Well, you could, I see everybody's point of view. My problem is I see everybody's point of view, I think, in a way. Everybody has a valid point. But, but you so could, I'd be the worst politician possible. You could bring back the Parliament Hill band. Didn't, <laughs> didn't Stephen Harper? Yeah. Wasn't Stephen Harper in a band? Yeah, he used to play Jumping Jack Flash yes. by the Rolling Stones on a piano constantly, yes. over and over again. Was learn that another, the only tune he needed? Learn another <laughs> so, song. How about Dead Flowers or something? <laughs> anyway, okay. we'll have that all. We've got an interesting story coming up at yeah. 6. Can I just Absolutely. mention this? This is something that is, is, is amazing to me, is there has been such a rash of, of thefts of catalytic converters uh-huh. from, from people's cars and trucks in this city that we went out and talked to an auto body shop this morning and a muffler repair shop. They're getting six to ten of these a day. So yeah. you can hear them coming a mile away because when they cut off their, your catalytic converter, it, it just means you don't have a muffler. Yeah. You also don't have a catalytic converter, and they come roaring into these stations. So yeah. it, it can cost 500 to to 1000 bucks to replace it. And I said, well, what are the... Why are the thieves doing this? Like, what's the, are they selling this catalytic converters yeah. on, on on Kijiji? Or it's really what the metal that's inside? It's rhodium and platinum. Yeah, so they t- and that's it's just like the think, yeah. we how many how many years ago we we're doing stories are stealing copper wire right All off live transformers. Mm-hmm. Now they're going right under your car. We've got amazing security video of a guy that walked up. Uh, to he looked and he, there's uh, feet coming out from underneath his car <laughs> in the back back alley. And he said, "What are you guys doing?" And they just took off running with a hacksaw. And they were cutting off his catalytic converter. Oh they can do gosh. it in seconds. Put it in a knapsack, and they take off. off they so go. 
We're taking a look at that. I mean, isn't that the weirdest thing? It is weird. And how desperate um, are these people for money? You're reading my mind right there. Because you have to go and now you have to take these things, break them down, and then take them down to the salvage yard. And uh, where you, you know, wherever you take the, the copper wire and things like that. And then they sell it. They give you per pound. You get yeah. There's got to be some tougher rules and regulations uh, on on the folks who are buying this stuff. I mean, if all of a sudden yeah, because it's kind of a middleman like, selling exactly yeah right right. It's like the like the mob. They got a middleman who's sort of putting this stuff out there, and they're taking care of selling yeah. it. But they want the thieves to go. Do you come yeah. and get it? They'll give you however much for a catalytic converter. Then they take it and make more money. Uh, more what a on, scam! This more going. on that coming up on Global News at uh, five and six this evening. We'll have more on Andrew Shear's resignation uh, coming up. But after the two thirty news, the town of Gibbons wants to. Start yes. having its own credit card. Fletcher was out it, doing that. Isn't yeah, that great? They could raise a, a huge amount of cash for the city. We'll talk with somebody's the, uh, thinking. Chief Administrative Officer. That's after creative. That. Gordo. Yeah, and thanks to everybody who took part in our Give Me Shelter donation drive yesterday. Uh, you can still donate at the station right up until Friday. But uh, you guys were fantastic. All right, thanks. We'll see you next week.